Welcome to Navigating the Modern World. I am your host, Kimberly Johnson. I am a life coach and a sex coach. This podcast was made for you, for you to get the most out of your life. We as human beings are made to win. This podcast offers a perspective in life that has you win, no matter what the challenge or outer circumstances you find yourself in. If you want to learn more about my work, you can go to KimberlyCoaching.com. Hello and welcome to episode 117 of Navigating the Modern World. It is April 11th, 2020. Um, It's a weird time. Oh, you know what's weird is that the time is 411, which is the date. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So today, I am with my boyfriend, Jordan. Hi. And I'm so excited. This is only, you're only the second person that's ever been on my podcast. Who's the other one? Ian's sister. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super hesitant to have people on my podcast. And so I'm super excited to feel comfortable enough with somebody to want them here. Um, so today, we are going to talk about addiction. Because, well, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the main reasons is with COVID going on, we've a few times had conversations about, like, what are people experiencing with addiction right mm-hmm. now? Um, and also, I just like talking about my own addiction, and that's yeah. something we also talk about. Yeah. I guess what we were talking about, there's a couple different things i have in mind what we've been talking about is like people who don't have access to their addictions yeah totally for the first time in a while um i mean a lot of addictions can be solitary but like gambling addiction you're not allowed to go to a casino for example so i mean one you're not able to feed that addiction which is probably psychologically painful and two you might even be making a living off of gambling totally so go on do you think people are getting like, um, what's the word where you're like inventive, taking initiative, mm-hmm. whatever the word is. Mm-hmm. But do you think people are just getting really inventive and creating new ways to gamble now? Cause this is the way it is. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about like online gambling laws to know yeah. what's allowed, but probably there's the same flight towards digital access to thing things in the same way that like people are now taking classes online or through video chatting and there's just like an increase in in that use so i don't know i mean if if the laws allow there's probably just a lot more online gambling yeah that's true Um, i mean there already is so there has to be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i'm sure there's tons of illegal gambling occurring yeah and there maybe (laughs) maybe there is an increase i mean okay it's funny we're talking about this but like this is maybe one of the addictions we don't share like totally i mean totally um well do you want to talk about an addiction that we share (laughs) sure okay i mean which one (laughs) we share some and then we have our own individual ones yep but i guess that's the the sort of second issue like the converse of not having access to your addictions is that now everybody has a whole lot of time to feed their addictions because they're not maybe being distracted by work or other responsibilities so totally i think that's the other interesting factor 
about these particular circumstances is that, uh, I guess, Kimberly has not been necessarily laid off, but definitely reduced some of the work. Yeah, different know, work. Yeah. And I've been, I've been laid off completely, so I just haven't been working for a while. Yeah. So what addictions I do have, I definitely have a lot more time to like dwell on them or try to resist them or indulge them, like whatever it might be. Well, it's also like... Not only do we have more time, but I do think there's also higher stress and anxiety, mm. which is a lot of times the reason we turn to addiction. Mm-hmm. So it's like with those two, when they mm-hmm. come together, it's mm-hmm. kind of like perfect storm. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, I mean, which, what's something, which one do we want to talk about? Do we want to start with sugar? Sure. Because that's <laughs> a, yeah, because everybody loves sugar. I mean... Well, and it's, like, something I think we both do. Well, I don't Mm -hmm. know if you have an addiction to sugar. I think I do. I don't know why I just assumed. (laughs) (laughs) I think I do. No, you you see how I eat. I just assumed. So, yeah. I I mean, I consider myself, like, a pretty low consumer of sugar in general, but it does feel compulsive from time to time. Um. Mine definitely feels compulsive. Mm-hmm. It's I'm like actually less concerned about the amount because I think like compared to the normal American diet, like mm-hmm. I'm doing all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's the compulsion part that makes it feel like an addiction. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, those are the like the little things that I think I've been doing a lot more of with during during the pandemic when I'm like at home a lot. Yeah. Um, like, what do you mean? Like, just passing all of our food in our tiny-ass house all the time. Like, it's just (laughs) out in the open. We live in... Nothing is hidden in this house, because it's a 300-square-foot house. Yeah, so if I'm not at work, all of that is in front of me pretty much all the time. Um, I don't know. So just, like, I'm going to make another cup of coffee. I'm going to have another cup of tea, which has a spoon of sugar in it or i'm just gonna like totally just a lot of like snacking or if not snacking resisting snacking well maybe this has been my problem the whole uh-huh. time is that i work from home sure but okay <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> but okay. it is a funny condition yeah so i don't know i guess i've also found ways to get out of the house more and because I'm not working, I've been running a lot. Which, like, there again, I think I can view even something like that as addiction. I tend to, like, view almost every behavior as, like, addictive in at least some capacity. Yeah, I That's just that. sort of, like, how I view the world, I think, in a lot of ways, or at least my own. Like, everyone's just addicted to everything. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not yeah. really sure. How, I'm not really sure how to put it more eloquently, but, like, my own behavior, at least feels like just a series of habits that I've sort of customized and like made my own and um I don't know don't have a lot of uh like turmoil over but still like most people like I wake up with a cup of coffee or tea and like that sort of that is becomes the whole structure of my day at some point it's like when is the next little cup of coffee or like even now it's like I go running I even see that as like something that after a while becomes kind of compulsive and 
has a, a reward and a payoff. And I don't know. I, I, I think that's just how I've interpreted the world a lot yeah. of the time, for better or worse. Like, I don't know what that says about me, but, um, yeah. I'm curious, like, what your reward or payoff feels like for you. Whenever you allow yourself to, like, to, like, just follow through with the reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what is payoff? What is that like for you? Um... Uh, I guess, I don't know. I mean, predictability, I think, is a big part of it. Like, mm. knowing that there's a certain body sensation or mental state that I enjoy and mm. and have consistently enjoyed. And so that there's, like, a predictability of, like... Um, you know you can do X and X and my will And my body will feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And, like, honestly, it's not always good. Like, when I've been drinking coffee lately, I don't feel good. I actually feel worse. Yeah. And I sort of know that, but even that I, I continue well, to do just again because it's, like, in during the day I'm bored and there's, like, not much stimulation compared to normal, whatever normal means. And so I just want some kind of, like, stimulus. And even if it's, like, not a good thing, it's, like, an activity I can do or just, like, I don't know. That's what I was going to say. It's almost like the compulsion part or, like, the predictability part of it feels better than if it makes your body feel bad. Yeah. Like, it overrides it in some interesting way. Yeah. But I'm not sure why. I don't know either. I mean, we've both just been listening to a sort of scientific explanation of some of these things, and, like, including your gut biome and all these other different creatures that have different DNA than you that live within you and off of you and in symbiosis with you, and that they want certain nutrients. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that 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 creates a whole set of behavior patterns and influences the way you think. And I mean, there's a whole lot behind it. I don't know. I don't think we are scientifically literate enough to go there. I don't know. What? (laughs) Uh, By the way, the podcast is uh, Pete Holmes. uh, What's the name of it? You Made It Weird. Yeah, You Made It Weird. Yeah, You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. And it's the last one with Science Mike, if you're curious about which one we're talking about. Uh, It's a really good episode. Very good episode. Yeah. They talk, I mean, they talk a lot about this, like, just in terms of, like, pizza. Like, this guy Mm. has, like, epic stomach pain and diarrhea every time he eats pizza because he's lactose intolerant and he continues to do it. So there's, like, a a similar thing with me drinking coffee. It doesn't. It doesn't really, matter that it wrecks you. <laughs> it doesn't reward me. It doesn't really reward me, I guess. Like, I don't know. Sometimes there isn't a payoff. But there has to be some payoff. Like, there's something about the predictability of it, maybe. Yeah, I think with coffee, it's that, like, for so much of my life, I associated it with, like, good feelings. Totally. From, and, like, childhood? Yeah. yeah. I dr- I've drank it my whole life, and it, it, I associated it with, with yeah, positive Positive things and feeling like that was making me productive or awake or whatever. And I think... I feel that so much with sugar. Yeah. Like being a woman who was raised in the South and like Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful that I was raised in the South and like I love that my mother taught me how to cook. But like 
a lot of things had a lot of sugar. Mm -hmm. And we loved eating sweets. Mm -hmm. And I just like, it's such a comforting. And then when I grew up and, you know, my childhood wasn't like peachy all the time. Mm -hmm. So when things were happening, like... I remember all of my siblings, like we would all get together, make cookie dough and eat the cookie dough. It was like this comforting thing that we could do together when like life in our household was unpredictable and hard. And, and now I just find myself going like, like how many times have we made cookie dough in the last two weeks? Yeah. We've literally run out of flour, (laughs) borrowed, borrowed flour from two different people and we're out of flour again. It's been like most like most nights we make cookies. She makes cookies. I think I eat most of I don't know. I probably do eat I see that's the thing. You consider yourself addicted. I eat the cookie dough though. You okay, don't Okay. Not much. But you consider yourself like more addicted to sugar, but like I definitely consume more than you that's because my innards are fighting me (laughs) telling me to stop and so like after three or four i'm like okay yeah i can stop anyways we've been making a ton (laughs) of cookie dough a ton of cookie dough and it's been delicious and amazing um yeah I i don't really remember the point what were we talking about before this i'm not sure okay well anyway we've been making lots of cookie dough and it's weird because as I'm sharing this story, I'm like, when is it okay to like use addiction to soothe something? Like, I don't know if I'm feeling like an underlying stress around this virus or underlying stress, even about like some, you know, some parts of our living situation or like, you know, I don't know if I'm like under stress. And so I'm just like turning to the cookie Mm -hmm. because of that. Or is my freaking biome in my belly just like, craving Mm -hmm. yeast so it's sending signals and so i make it Mm -hmm. and like when is it just okay to like just have a ton of cookie dough and when do you like check yourself and be like yo girl (laughs) (laughs) chill on the cookie dough yeah i don't know i i don't know i say i tend to be more pro addiction like i've sort of just folded Mm -hmm. it into my life in a weird way where i don't i I I don't know. I mean, no. I, I think this is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you say pro addiction, like, can you mm, say more about? Well, that? that's not a term I've ever <laughs> used before. Like, I don't know that I want to endorse it. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Nothing is strictly for like endorsed yeah, here. It just came out of my mouth. I don't know. <laughs> I I think maybe just uh, it's a scary term for most people and I think mm-hmm. like what I, what I was saying before it's just I, I filter the world through a certain lens of addiction that I, fe- I feel like it's not hmm I'm thinking through this so just bear yeah, with no, me no it's good but, yeah um like what is being pro addiction like how does it give you peace of mind or how does it sure. allow you to learn to be with the things that you are addicted to i think a lot of people see addiction as like something they either have or don't have you know mm, totally yes um, like this like it's a black and a white thing maybe maybe that i mean there's certainly an element of that or that or yeah or that you can somehow like get rid of it and that it mm. only applies to like these really yeah, like a certain type of person or... Or a certain type of behavior. Mm. Uh, 
that I think people... It, I don't know. I think it's just an inherent part of life. Like, what, like an addiction, that's just, like, a term we use to, like, delegate an, a, a, an aspect of the human experience. And maybe mm. part of that is just compulsive behavior. Like, maybe that's a more general term than addiction. You're um, just, like, pro-life, not necessarily addiction. Sure. I, yeah. I, Not I think... in the abortion sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are probably pro-life too, but... Or no, I would be pro-choice. pro-choice. <laughs> I would be pro-choice in this case. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not quite sure how... It's a, a dicey term, so I don't want to yeah. say I'm pro-addiction necessarily. I think it's no, just but that, I like, understand what this you're is saying. a part of life rather than, like, neglecting it or thinking that like this I'm I'm not somebody who this applies to and this only totally. applies to like drug addicts and these like really extreme behaviors I totally. think I think what we're talking about or we're talking about very normal human behaviors with the language of addiction like yeah. sugar and eating like everybody does this and maybe you don't think of it as an addiction but I guess in my mind like that is really no different than being addicted to cocaine. Oh, or, no, I agree. Uh, porn or... I totally agree. Whatever it might be. Like, at the root of all those behaviors is kind of the same, I think, the same sort of brain function and body yeah. function. So... For me, when I say addiction, I it, it doesn't really have, like... Um, specific so much but it is the way that one interacts with something like it doesn't matter what they're interacting with mm-hmm. almost like it could mm-hmm. be it could be hiking yeah <laughs> but like maybe more the attributes that like the attributes that you come to the yeah. thing with like compulsion yeah. or something or yeah. feeling like you have to do something like you have sure. to like um, I know that, like, in some of my addictive, my most addictive times, it feels almost like the thing takes me over mm-hmm. where, like, I have to do it. And mm-hmm. that, to me, feels um, more like addiction sure. than something else that I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. So and the body sensations. I think they're different. Anyway. Definitely. Okay, well, like, what do you mean? What What are the different body sensations? Like... Like, I might want something and just mm-hmm. know, like, right now, okay, like, I have been wanting to, like, go get a coffee or, like, mm-hmm. go get a pastry somewhere just because mm-hmm. I miss doing that. Mm-hmm. And I want to do that. Mm-hmm. But just that, the want of me wanting to do that mm-hmm. doesn't, it feels very different than mm-hmm. the want to, like, have something sugary right now. And it feels like it pulls me in okay. different ways where it's, like, if, I want sugar right now. Like, even if mm. I was home and I was like, I want to go get a, mm. a muffin, I would probably not go just because I'm lazy and I don't yeah. want to leave my house. Like, I don't so, want it that bad. So maybe, I mean, it's maybe part of the difference just access. You know, that, like, what gives rise to the body sensation is, like, the the chance to address it and, like, like indulge quicker. the addiction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you especially again during this pandemic it's like you really it's kind of taboo to go out to a public place and get a pastry or a coffee or something like it's really in everyone's best interest to just stay home so maybe like that doesn't affect you as much because you know you can't really your body can't really act on it 
Yeah, maybe. And but like, maybe, but it, it's been before pandemic too, I think. Sure. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. that's a good that's a good question because like <sighs> I think yeah, I mean access is a huge deal. Like if, if I Or the, the or almost like the what you have to do to get there. Yeah, sure. Huh. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I it just okay. I mean, we should let people in on like other addictions we have. Yeah, sure, go for it. Sure. So, I I use a plant called kratom. It's if you haven't heard about it, it's like um it, it tastes terrible. It's just a ground up powder they get from Southeast Asia. Different countries around there grow it, and it has similar effects to opiates. So it's hard not to, I mean, you can't really whitewash it. Like, heroin is an opiate. Oxycontin's an opiate. Um, all these prescription painkillers that are killing so many people now are kind of a similar drug to Kratom. And, like, I've had issues with those more illicit drugs, too, and used to go to great lengths to get pills. And um, Kratom is... There's no laws against it right now, but it bonds... Like, the the chemical in it is mitragynine, which bonds to the same receptors in the brain as a lot of these classic opiates. So I think the effect there, again, like, talking about, like, the reward I get out of it is partly just, like, a, a body response, like, this predictable good feeling I get in my body and mind and um soul if you want to say it that like when you hear people talk about the differences between fentanyl like this synthetic opiate which is so much more powerful than classic opiates like like oxycontin um like or heroin you know people describe heroin as like having it's being more soulful um so i don't know whatever reward that is it's kind of just this predictable response so that's something that i take pretty much every day and same with marijuana i'll smoke weed or i guess just vaporize it a couple times a day on average probably and so like that's i think that's a case where like i've kind of just folded it into my life in this less uh conflicting way and maybe that's what i mean by being like more not pro addiction again, but just a little bit more like kind and accepting with some of my compulsions. Um, and I think it, I think that's just a, a balance everybody has to walk with, like the way they eat, or the way they exercise, mm-hmm. or the way they drink alcohol, or whatever your drug of choice is. So, like, I don't really have a problem with like gambling and alcohol and cigarettes, but I do have substance issues with marijuana and kratom and caffeine and sugar and so i guess i i don't know i just see it as like rather than thinking we can just delete this aspect of the human experience it's maybe better to make friends with it and know that there's always going to be a level of compulsion in life and it's okay to just I don't know, make it the best experience possible without just neglecting it completely. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I 
I I feel like I agree in a lot of ways. Um, I feel like... I guess I have a few thoughts. Mm-hmm. One is I do have this question of... If I went through kind of... So, you know, a lot of times when I give up something that I would say I'm addicted to, I go through, like, a period of suffering of some sort. Let's say, like, caffeine. Mm -hmm. I'll go through, like, I don't know, a few days of, like, really not feeling good. And a lot of times, as silly as it sounds, like, I'll keep doing it just to avoid that short period of pain. Yeah, definitely. Right? And it's like, I think a lot of my avoidance of like tackling some of my addictions is like my body knows that I'm going to experience pain. And it, Mm -hmm. it literally like I can feel it having a conversation with Mm -hmm. me, like convincing me not to do it. Oh yeah. Um, and like, it's so easy to believe those thoughts Mm -hmm. because so, you know, with a lot of the work that I do, like I help people Distinguish like this is a thought versus mm-hmm. like it needing to be like believed or mm-hmm. so like if you have the thought um, I really want sugar mm-hmm. that like inside of awareness and mindfulness you can begin to say like oh I'm having thoughts of sugar okay mm-hmm. and without like needing to like do the animalistic response yeah um, so I have the question of like should we just go through the painful period because mm-hmm. maybe there's something on the other side of it? Definitely. Um, but then another part of me is just like, like when when do you do that? Mm-hmm. Or when do you just say like, this makes me feel good mm-hmm. and I'm going to enjoy my life? Like yeah. it's a very confusing thing right. for me. Right. It's a very confusing thing for me too. And I think it's just high, like, highly individualized like yeah definitely not encouraging people to just like give into their addictions totally and um you know indulge that to an unhealthy extent i don't i don't i mean i really don't know quite what it is to say but it's just strange that like hmm i feel like a pretty happy person and there's definitely a, a constant narrative in my mind of like, are are these compulsions helping me? Are these substances I'm using like making me less happy or more happy or hurting me? And I don't know. I just don't feel. I'm not sure. I don't feel too tortured by that narrative. Like I recognize that there may be drawbacks to those to these compulsions, and I'm open to giving them up. But it doesn't feel like an urgent thing, mm. and I've I've dropped compulsions before, and yeah, both of us with yeah, alcohol, definitely with alcohol. Yeah. I mean, it used to be a pretty big part of both of our lives, and yeah. I think there was the same thing. Like there was this sort of fine line that I was walking, and this narrative in my head, like kind of hinting that maybe this wasn't good for me. And then you start to get feedback from people too, you know, that can totally. maybe reinforce this I, this hint of an idea. Like and lay up point, on the whiskey. Yeah. yeah, like this, you know, I had like a, now a, a friend that we both have and like, yeah, he, he just told me at one point, like I don't, in a very general terms, like I just don't see alcohol having a good effect in your life. It was like nothing. What a specific. good friend! I what feel a like that's friend. a great friend. Absolutely, someone and that like, is willing to put themselves on the line to tell you, like, mm-hmm. "Hey, babe, 
I'm watching you, and mm-hmm. that doesn't look healthy. Yeah, and we live together, and, and, like, I think he just saw that, like, that wasn't helping me, and he didn't say much more than that. It didn't need to be. It was just yeah. the fact that he, like, had the courage to, like, t- tell me something uncomfortable. That's so beautiful. So, well, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm very open to the possibility of, like, leaving these some of these addictions behind. Mm-hmm. Like... I like I do sort of uh, have an idealized version of myself in which like I don't actually eat any sugar and mm, like I have totally, like an extremely kind of like healthy not even strict diet like again that's where I'm I'm like sort of pro addiction or whatever I don't I don't want this I totally totally don't want to <laughs> make that a term no 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 not the point of this podcast. Yeah. I have a I have uh, an idealized version of me and she's wearing all black leather <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's hot so hot <laughs> and she walks down city streets like that you can do that already <laughs> <laughs> i know but i just so i have like mm-hmm. well were you done i don't want to interrupt i don't know where i was going yeah okay go i just okay so i have been thinking also so in this pete holmes podcast that we were just talking about the guy talks about like you know, he, like, weighed a lot and then lost a lot of weight and then weighed a lot and then lost a lot of weight. Like, he was going through these cycles and he realized that, it like, the eating food and not working out, like, was just a symptom of something bigger. And then he talked about he, like, did all this trauma therapy and it was super helpful for him. And that is something also that I know about my own addiction and why I in some way feel, like, some sort of obligation to really face my addiction because I feel like there is something underneath it mm. that like mm-hmm. I'm running from in a right. sense or like covering up. Yeah. And it's like, and maybe I have this idealized thought of like, okay, if I move through that and like face it and then I end up on the other side, like I'm going to suffer less, mm-hmm. um, which may or may not be true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. No, no, there were definitely a few points in that conversation that relate to this, that like that addiction X, say alcoholism is not, it's the symptom of something else. Always. Totally. It's like, it's always the symptom of some, some other, I don't know. But do you have a desire with your own addictions to know, like, what, that something might be under there? Or no? Do you just feel like, Uh, okay? Nah, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I think, I think, I think it'd be very naive of me to say that there isn't something under there. Or that I'm not interested in finding out. And yeah. I think, and that's the thing, I mean, probably uh, everything I'm talking about, about just like sort of like accepting some of my addictions and, and trying to make them as, as healthy and compatible as possible. Like that probably just sounds very naive and like just a justification of bad, unhealthy behavior. I'm really not sure. So mm-hmm. what was the original question? <laughs> <laughs> I no, I loved that rant. That was great. Um, okay, so well, my 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 question was just like, oh, don't do you, you have a desire sure. to know what's underneath? What's underneath? Uh, yeah. And I feel maybe I you feel like I, this. I feel like I know what the thing is. Yes, underneath. exactly. That's what okay. I was just gonna okay. say. Is I yeah. think like I, I'm pretty I'm pretty aware that I have a lot of work to do, but I feel like I've been doing that work and I've seen 
the payoff of it. Yeah. And it's just slow. It's just so slow. Patience. Yeah. Totally. And so maybe that's like, that's an element of how I view addiction is like, the, this, again, this isn't something to just like fight and delete. Like it's going to be with you your whole life mm-hmm. in the same way that you'll always want to eat good food. Like, and there's really nothing so wrong about that. And, and again, I think in, in, I don't know, in the case of a lot of drugs again drugs and addiction are just very tough words but whatever you medicines substances i don't know i think they can be very healthy and useful like i I think like marijuana and psychedelics uh and i think some of these things are like truly beneficial and truly medicine passionate about but i think they can also be i I think they can also be you know, harmful. I, yeah. Go on. Well, I just, I just seem to think that like for myself, I'll speak to myself, Mm -hmm. like especially with marijuana. Like if I smoke marijuana, I can use it as medicine. I can ask it questions. I can like, I can interact with it. Like I think things want to be interacted with. I think our food even wants to be interacted with. Like there's an element of the intention that you Mm -hmm. come to it, that anything can become medicine and anything can become like the thing to destroy you. Yes, exactly. And I think I've been very intentional with the substances that I choose that they do sort of enhance my life. Like I, I, there's like certain activities that I habitually do after I smoke weed. Like I'll often practice music or, um, I don't know, I like reading after Kratom, or it's just like a fun social thing, like whatever yeah. we might be doing on a given night, just yeah. hold up here in our tiny, tiny ass house, <laughs> whatever we do, like playing cards or watching TV or just talking or playing guitar together. Like, yeah, sometimes it can feel like it, you know, is sort of like an intentional enhancement of something I already enjoy and feel like is the whole point of my life like yeah hanging out with you and and practicing music and doing art like all these things it's like you know if the addiction isn't in conflict with the lifestyle you envision for yourself um maybe it doesn't need to be viewed so heavily negatively yeah and don't you don't need to beat yourself up about it so much and again i think you can still strive to leave that addiction behind yeah but um but in the meantime again it's just a very slow process so the work that i'm doing on the addiction or whatever is underneath the process i try to just recognize is a long lifetime process Mm -hmm. and totally like yeah yeah i appreciate what you're saying i i agree with the patience like i really see i see this whole life as like a long-term vision Mm -hmm. and so it's like knowing you also don't have there's nowhere to get yeah i I don't know it's like yeah it's like and i agree like i think and i think it's addiction so individualized like you know if the addiction is like seriously Mm -hmm. harming you or another or your life like Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can see people and we can think, like, whoa, that's destroying their life. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. But ultimately, like, it's such an individualized, like, mm-hmm. for you to know if you're interacting with it in a way that benefits you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And if it's harming you or harming someone else, like, sure, maybe yeah. take a look at it or right. listen to someone who tells you that you might be messing up your life. But yeah. 
Um, I don't know. It just reminds me of like what what we started talking about at the beginning. Like there are professional gamblers out there. Like gambling totally. doesn't have to be inherently addictive. Like totally. there's people that make a living and are on TV playing poker, and people uh, love them and admire them, and they make a lot of money legally doing something they enjoy. So totally. Are they addicted to that? I maybe. Like I don't know. I, I think mean, so you could say that probably with beer makers, exactly. I wine think it's, makers. It's just semantics, yeah. you know. Yeah. My brother owns a brewery. Like, I don't know if he's an alcoholic. Like, I don't think so. He seems. He and his wife seem very happy, and like their business is doing well, and the town seems to support them. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, think I don't it's know a either. Very gray area. Yeah. So. I yeah I really appreciate. I've really appreciated your perspective a lot as I've kind of like navigated my own things. Cause I do think that like, there's a level of like, I want to take care of this body that I live in and I want to nourish it. And I want to make sure that like, I don't get diabetes and I just want to, you know, I want to like do really good things to it. And you've helped me really be soft and gentle Mm. and like, remember that it's, it's a long-term game. And, Mm -hmm. and also like, that I can work on that if I felt yeah. like I really needed to, like I'm a capable person. And, um, and that's been super, super helpful just to like, remember that like, mm-hmm. there's no rush, like mm-hmm. get more here and maybe you won't even need your addiction as much. I think that's a big part of <laughs> like, it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't have anything to say. I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't going anywhere with that, but yeah. Yeah. Just being present. Yeah. Um, well, okay, cool. That was great. Yeah. Um, if you guys love this podcast, go over to iTunes on your computer and rate and review this podcast. And if you want to share anything, you can go to KimberlyCoaching.com and you can contact me on my contact page. And thank you so much for being here until next time.